It's time to get your news on. We are VK1 WIA. And so it's welcome, welcome, welcome. How do you do? Hello. We'll give you all the pertinent facts in this, the first edition for 2024 of National News from the WIA for week commencing January 7, in our 29th year of non-stop news. And this week, WIA Director and President Scott Williams, VK3KJ, WIA Returning Officer John Marshall, WIA Director Giles Kirby, VK5GK, WIA's manager of VHF UHF Field Days, Roger Harrison, VK2ZRH, plus much, much, much more in this edition of news from your Wireless Institute of Australia. I'm Editor Graham, VK4BB. This news originates from the Wireless Institute of Australia. Born to lead since 1910. Hi there, this is WIA Director and President Scott Williams, VK3KJ, and welcome to the WIA broadcast for the first time in 2024. I hope all WIA members and broadcast listeners had a very enjoyable Christmas and celebrated the commencement of the new year. Our thoughts certainly go out to all of those that have been impacted by these adverse weather events leading up to Christmas and in the past week. I know Queensland has been hit very hard with of course Cyclone Jasper causing significant damage and flooding in the region around Cairns and then just to top things off, Christmas Day brought significant damage to the Gold Coast region with monsoon-type rainfall and severe damaging winds. I know the Tambourine Mountains and slightly inland from the Gold Coast was most impacted with many houses lost and many tens of thousands of people without power for many, many days. In fact, I have a personal friend on the Gold Coast in the hinterland who is still running on generator power whilst they try and rebuild the electricity supply network in his area. Let's hope these extreme weather events end soon and we can all enjoy this holiday and festive season a little more. I want to share some very sad news that we have received at the WIA in the past days. Patrick Emery, Manager, Licensing Allocation Section of the Australian Communications and Media Authority, ACMA, experienced a medical event on Christmas Eve and was subsequently diagnosed with an advanced brain tumour. He was rushed to Austin Hospital in Melbourne. However, Patrick passed away peaceably, surrounded by his beloved family. Our thoughts and condolences are with Patrick's wife, his two daughters, his family, friends and colleagues at this tragic and very sad time. Patrick was 52 years of age, a qualified lawyer and somebody that at the WIA we respected tremendously. He's been instrumental in leading the recent consultation in class licensing and somebody that we at the WIA considered very engaging, professionally competent and very fair. Patrick was also a well-known music writer and published articles in The Australian, The Age and a range of other print media. I know the music industry are in shock with Patrick's passing and, of course, at the WIA, we will miss him immensely. That's it for me this week, and I'll keep it short and sharp. I'm still on annual leave and enjoying some time around the property and, of course, making the odd contact on air. The new DXCC and awards year has kicked off for 2024 
and already I see some VKs have worked over 100 countries within 24 hours. So there's certainly plenty of activities on the bands. So hopefully between thunderstorm, bolts of lightning and heavy rain, you'll find a moment to enjoy this great hobby. I hope everybody has a prosperous and safe 2024. That's it for me this week. And this has been Scott Williams, WIA President, for this week's WIA News. This is John Marshall, the WIA Returning Officer. Uh, I would like to make the declaration of the election of directors for 2024. Uh, Clause 14 of the Constitution of the Wireless Institute of Australia, the WIA, specifies the way in which directors of the WIA are to be elected to that position. Three directors will retire at the conclusion of the next annual general meeting, which will be held in May 2024, namely Lee Moyle, three VK, sorry, Lee Moyle, uh, VK, three GK, Stephen Green, VK, two TSG, and Chris Dimitri. Jevic, I think that is. I apologise, Chris, if I haven't got that correct. VK3FY. Each retiring director was eligible for renomination. A call for nominations for the position of directors of the WIA was made in the WIA National News Broadcast and in Amateur Radio Magazine in accordance with the election regulations. I advise that I have received three valid nominations from WIA members for the position of, as Director of the WIA by the advertised closing date for nominations as follows. Stephen Green, VK2TSG. Lee Moyle, VK3GK. And Chris Dimitrijevic. VK3FY. As advised in the call for nominations, there will be three vacancies at the conclusion of the AGM to be held in May 2024, and therefore no election will be necessary. I therefore formally declare these three nominees as having been elected to the position of Director of the Wireless Institute of Australia. These directors-elect will take up their role at the conclusion of the annual general meeting in May 2024, and they will remain in that role for a period of two years. The existing four continuing directors are Scott Williams, VK3KJ, Peter Schrader, VK4EA, Peter Clee, VK8ZZ, and Giles Kirby, VK5GK. These continuing four directors will retire at the conclusion of the annual general meeting in 2025. I, John Marshall, the duly appointed returning officer of the Wireless Institute of Australia, confirm that these results are valid and in accordance with the Constitution of the Wireless Institute of Australia and the election regulations. The Constitution and election regulations of the WIA provide that it is mandatory for the announcement of the incoming directors to be made at the annual general meeting. However, 
It has been the norm to announce the results prior to the AGM once they have been finalised by me, the returning officer. I wish the incoming directors uh, well in their forthcoming two-year term and likewise wish all the members of the WIA a fantastic year. Uh, this is John Marshall, the WIA returning officer, signing off. This is WIA Director Giles Kirby, VK5 Golf Kilo. Happy 2024 to everyone. Just a short one today. I would like to remind members that nominations for the WIA Merit Awards to be presented at this year's AGM in Bundaberg should be submitted to the WIA Secretary. Secretary at wia.org.au Nominations for this award will close on March the 1st, 2024. Details are available on the WIA webpages. I look forward to meeting many of you in Bundaberg this May the 4th. It'll also be interesting to see what SolarCycle 25 holds for us this year. Will it be larger than predicted or just sooner? Hopefully the New Year's Eve solar flare was a good omen. Best wishes everyone from Director Giles Kirby, VK5 Golf Kilo 73s. From here, there and everywhere, you've tuned to the Wireless Institute of Australia's National News Service. We are VK1 WIA. Now with international news, Jason, VK2LAW. Hello. International news with thanks to IARU, RSGB, RAC, ARRL, NZART, EHAM, Amateur Radio Newsline, RadioWorld.com, Hackaday and the worldwide sources of the Wireless Institute of Australia. Wireless weather affecting the Pacific Ocean area. Mere hours after emerging over the sun's eastern limb on December 31st, Big Sunspot AR3536 erupted, producing a major X5-class solar flare. This is the biggest flare of Solar Cycle 25 so far, and the most powerful eruption the sun has produced since the great storms of September 2017. Radiation from the flare caused a deep shortwave radio blackout over the Pacific Ocean. Ham radio operators notice loss of signal at all frequencies below 30 MHz for more than 60 minutes after the flare's peak. It was too soon to know for sure, but this explosion probably launched a coronal mass ejection into space. Because the blast site is located near the extreme eastern edge of the Sun, the CME was unlikely to have a significant Earth-directed component. And with an update, this explosion caused a solar tsunami. You can actually see the shockwave in the animation from NASA's Solar Dynamics Observatory. Last week on the news, we, whilst doing an item on CQ magazine, mentioned how CQDATV ceased its free online publication in 2021. Although it is still to be read on the net, clarification re-status of CQDATV is in error. Terry Bowles, VK5 Tango Mike, as the PDF editor for the magazine made contact with us to advise that CQDATV is an independent publication out of the UK and has no association at all with CQ Communications Incorporated. The free magazine is still produced every month by Ian Pawson, Golf 8 India Quebec Uniform, Trevor Brown, Golf 8 Charlie Juliet Sierra, Terry Bowles, VK5 Tango Mike, and Jim Andrews, Kilo Hotel 6, Hotel Tango Victor. 
Now, even further, Mark Whiskey Charlie 3 Whiskey from DXMarathon.com says the annual DX Marathon program will remain viable with or without CQ magazine. The program does not receive any financial support from CQ, nor do they draw any resources to operate the DX Marathon program from them. They do publish the rules in usually the November issue, still to be printed for the following year, and the program results in the June issue. Bottom line, don't be concerned with regard to the DX Marathon's viability, Mark WC3W says, will do just fine with or without CQ magazine. In this week's operational news from the WIA National News Service, Felix VK4FUQ will have more on this current year's DX Marathon. Stay tuned. Habs help community radio station get back on air. ICQ Podcast have reported that because of amateur radio, community radio station KNYO is going to start this new year very differently from the way it did last year. Eleven months ago, the low-power FM station in Fort Bragg, California, lost its antenna after the collapse of the 70-foot pine tree, which was being used as its antenna. The FCC authorised a temporary fix that authorised the antenna to be installed on a mast, but at only one-third the height. But it did get the all-volunteer station back on the air. Then, in October, a thunderstorm struck and the signal went silent again. That's when Hams from Mendocino County Amateur Radio Communications Service, November Charlie 6, Mike Charlie, stepped in. After station volunteers couldn't determine what had gone wrong, the club's president, Derek Kilo Echo 6, Echo Bravo Zulu, sent a team over to help investigate. These Hams discovered that lightning had struck the antenna during the storm. The lightning arrestor was damaged and several connectors had been knocked out. Repairs quickly got underway. Hopefully 2024 will begin with smoother operation and better weather for station KNYO. If not, amateur radio is standing by. Weird and wonderful. The lost cosmonauts of the USSR. Dramatic transmissions picked up from outer space. Have you heard about the secret space programs of the USSR? Lost cosmonauts in space. It's almost a plot out of a science fiction movie where there are hundreds of books and publications around the world which have talked about the space race and the numerous incidents that occurred. The story about lost cosmonauts begins with two Italian brothers, Giovanni and Achille Giudice Cordiglia, who were amateur radio operators with an incredible passion for picking up transmissions from space, specifically transmission between Russian cosmonauts and Soviet ground control. Utilising a very limited setup, the two Italian brothers allegedly intercepted signals that were sent by the Sputnik satellite and even eavesdrop on Laika, the K-9 explorer, aboard Sputnik 2. Some believe that somewhere in the vast darkness of space, currently over 9,000 million kilometres away from the Sun, the first human being is reaching the limits of our solar system. The cosmonaut's body, perfectly preserved, is frozen at 270 degrees below zero, and the tiny spaceship drifted for over 50 years away from Earth at a speed of almost 30,000 kilometres per hour. This would mean this is the first cosmonaut lost in space forgotten in the secret history of mankind's attempt to conquer space. According to many conspiracy theories, early missions of the Soviet space program experienced terrible accidents in their attempt to conquer space. These failures resulted in loss of life, 
Many cosmonauts made it to space but never actually made it back home. A mysterious signal picked up in May 1961 is a dramatic transmission where the voice of a woman can be heard. The transmission features the last minutes of a Russian female cosmonaut as her capsule burned up during re-entry into Earth's atmosphere. During a period of four years, the Cordiglia brothers released a total of nine recordings, but that one is the most interesting of all. Links to the story and to the recordings are in this week's text edition. For VK1WIA National News, in Sydney, I'm Jason, VK2LAW. From here, there and everywhere, you've tuned to the Wireless Institute of Australia's National News Service. We are VK1WIA. Now, operational news with Felix, VK4FUQ. Hello there. Now, contest-wise, 2024, the 2024 CQDX Marathon. The CQDX Marathon is designed to promote DXing activity throughout the year. Credit is given for contacts in all amateur bands, 166 metres, including those not normally used for contesting, 60, 30, 17 and 12 metres. Contesting QSOs can be used as long as they are made from the same station operation. The CQDX Marathon is a year-long activity. It began at 0 hours UTC Monday last, the 1st of January, and ends at 23.59 hours UTC, Tuesday, 31 December 2024. Contacts through repeaters or satellites are not allowed for credit, nor are contacts at maritime or aeronautical mobile stations. All contacts must be made entirely over amateur radio frequencies. Echo link type, DMR, All-Star, etc. contacts do not count. Modes for which the operator's licence may be used. Examples of the modes to be used in the DX Marathon program are CW, utilises the International Morse Code, Phone, USB, LSP, DSB, FM, Voice, AM, Digital, PSK, RIDI, FT8, FT4. VKCC, the VK Contest Club, have just held their annual luncheon. VK40S, Trent Sampson, joins us. Thanks, Felix. Hello, everyone. Despite Mother Nature's fury hitting the Gold Coast with tornadoes and heavy flooding, a resilient group defied the odds together at Mango Hill Tavern for our annual meetup on Saturday, the December the 30th, 2023. In the face of adversity, these intrepid souls embraced the day. VK4CT John, accompanied by his partner in crime, XYL Liz. VK4CZ Scott, VK40X Mike. VK40S me, along with my better half, Lorraine. A VK4XU Sunny, VK4UH Kevin, and VK4UV Colin form the core of our indomitable group. Not forgetting VK4DI, Die, and VK4ZD, Bill, who added their vibrant personalities to the mix. The weather might have tried to dampen our spirits, but it couldn't deter this bunch of enthusiasts passionate about all things radio. We might have been fewer in number, but the camaraderie and the enthusiasm were undiminished. Stories were shared, knowledge exchanged, and the day was a testament to the resilience and determination of our community. While some couldn't join in due to the adverse weather conditions, the spirit of togetherness and passion for our hobby burned bright in the Mango Hill Tavern. Here's to the unbreakable spirit of the amateur radio community weathering storms, both literally and metaphorical, and always coming together stronger. Until next time, keep those radios buzzing and the spirits high. Ross Hall Memorial Contest, running on VHF and above for the month of January. You nominate the best seven-day or two-day period per category. 
January 2024, VHF UHF Summerfield Day, 13-14 January. This is Roger Harrison, VK2ZRH, Manager of the VHF UHF Field Days. The Summer 2024 event will proceed as planned. In the meantime, renewed efforts to catch up preparing results for past contests are underway thanks to a small team of volunteers. Keep an eye on the Field Days website. So, get your gear together for the Summer VHF UHF Field Day and enjoy it. This is Roger Harrison, VK2ZRH for VK1WIA News. Australia Day Contest This contest is to encourage amateur radio promotional activity around the world and is designed to encourage friendly participation and help improve the operating skills of participants. It is held on the Australia Day public holiday, 26th of January. Amateurs here in VK will endeavour to contact other amateurs around the world. Some VK operators will be using the AX prefix to celebrate Australia Day, as it's wanted by many amateurs. Scoring is distance-based and calculated using four character grid squares. Dick's window to the world. French Amateur Special Event honours Polish Martyr. Several special event stations go on the air from around the world each year in August, coinciding with the anniversary of the death of Saint Maximilian Maria Kolbe. He was born, however, in January, and event is on marking the 130th anniversary of that day. He was a Polish priest, Maximilian Maria Kolbe, martyred in Auschwitz during World War II. Hems often holds special manifestations in August to mark the date of his death. One Hem in France, Jeff, F4IIQ, chose to mark his birth on January 8th. He is on air with call sign TM130SMK to the 9th of January, Tuesday this week. The Franciscan priest who was canonised in 1982 is considered the patron saint of amateur radio for having founded a monastery in Poland dedicated to communications. The monastery housed a shortwave radio station with the call sign SP3RN. When the monastery was shut by the Nazis in 1941, Maximilian Maria Kolbe was arrested and sent to Auschwitz, where he volunteered to take the place of another man who was marked to die. The priest was executed by lethal injection after having been placed in a starvation bunker. Father Colbert is also the inspiration for the St. Maximilian Colbert Net, which was founded by two amateurs in the US in 1998. It meets on 80 and 20 metres Sundays. East Kiribati Members of the Rebel Dex group are QRBS T32TT from Christmas Island, IOTA OC024 until January 12 on 160-6 metres using CW, SSB, FT8 and FT4. QSL via OQRS. Morocco. Yannick F6FYD is QRVS CN2YD until March 15. The Vile Dam celebrates its 85th birthday. The Sesselberg ARC will be operating ZS85VDAM now until April the 1st to celebrate the 85th anniversary of the opening of the Vile Dam. There is a special QSL card available. Send your QSL card to the Sesselberg ARC to receive the ZS85VDAM QSL card. Namibia. QRP is V51WH from Oromuru until the end of April. Activities on 160 to 10 metres, including 60 metres for those in the world able to use that band. V51WH. QSL de Gunter, home call is DK2WH. 
Malawi. Don 7Q6M is queued up until May 13, 2024, and has also been active on 160 metres. QSL via LOTW. For VK1WIA National News, I'm Felix VK4FUQ in Ingham. From here, there and everywhere, you've tuned to the Wireless Institute of Australia's National News Service. We are VK1WIA. Now, special interest group news with Cole, VK3GTV. Hello and a very happy new year to everyone. First up, it's Summits on the Air, Worldwide Flora and Fauna Program, Parks on the Air and other adventure groups. Midway through last month, December, we brought you news of SOTA's 2024 10 metre SOTA Challenge. Yes, Summits on the Air is holding a year-long challenge taking place on the 10 metre band, which commenced on the 1st of January and runs all year until December 31st. SOTA is encouraging the use of 10 metres as Solar Cycle 25 is projected to peak. Now, an update. This in from SOTA. There'll be a special 10 metre challenge results page, but note, lots of you said that you don't want SOTA contests, and we listened. There will not be an overall winner or association winners, but have fun climbing and working the mountaintops, if not the winning ladder. SOTA is an ongoing activity which both activators and chasers accrue points, but it's not a contest. Worldwide special interest groups, low down. A treasured transmitter's enduring message. As we step across the threshold of a new year, it's comforting to know that some things endure. They were built to last, and in fact, they do last. One example is the tradition of a message of Christmas peace, transmitted from a historic transmitter in Sweden. On Christmas Eve morning, the World Heritage Grimmerton radio station carried a message to the world, older than the 100-year-old transmitter herself. It was a message of peace sent via Morse code. Hams and non-hams alike from around the world tuned in via STR or other means to hear the code being sent via the Alexanderson Alternator SAQ signal on 17.2 kHz long wave. Others simply witnessed the event on YouTube, where spectators from Poland, Belgium, Colombia, Brazil and Australia left words of support and appreciation. The history behind this transmitter is as cherished as the message it carries several times each year. With every transmission, it underscores the progress we've made over the years in wireless communication, while affirming the progress the world still needs to make in so many other areas. Worldwide special interest groups, Maritime, including ILLW News. ILLW 17th until the 18th of August 2024. Australian Lights planned and advised to WIA, AU 0102 Point Charles Northern Territory, Darwin Amateur Radio Club. So, if your VK or ZL club has plans for this year's ILLW, let us know pronto so we can help promote to the world. Surely there's more than just Darwin already to pop on air, lighting up the bands on August 17th. So let us know. Maritime Radio Historical Society Old KPH Over the Air Cryptographic Challenge. On January 20th, KPH will transmit a coded message consisting of five-digit groups. The message will be encrypted using typical Cold War numbers station cryptographic procedures. All KPH listeners are invited to try their hand at receiving and decrypting the message. Certificates will be awarded to those who successfully decode the message, and additionally, a special certificate will be awarded to the first person to decode it. Broadcast frequencies for the January 20 event, starting 2100 UTC, are CW, 
Ritty, following the CW transmission, 6324.5, and 12585.5. A bit too quick to jot those down? They're all available on the text edition of this broadcast. Additional details and rules can be found on the Maritime Radio Historical Society website. Worldwide Special Interest Groups, Radio Amity Young Timers, Yota, Youngsters on the Air. Just as Youth on the Air Month ended on the last day of December, Ham Radio Kids Day was just getting warmed up. Alec, VK2APC, has more. The annual ARRL event took place yesterday, Saturday the 6th of January. It was a way of showing youngsters the kind of fun they can have on the air and to grow their interest in science and technology. One group, the Providence Amateur Radio Club in New Jersey, operated the event with the youngsters at the Saltbrook School. During the event, youngsters were on the air under the supervision of licensed hams. The kids called it CQ Kids Day, and the kid-friendly exchange was with their name, age, location, and favorite color. To all the youngsters on the air, may you have a happy new year. For VK1 WIA National News, I am Alec, VK2 APC in Sydney. Now back to you, Cole. Thanks, Alec. For VK1 WIA National News, I'm Cole. VK3GTV. And with that, Cole, we wrap up this edition of news from the WIA. It's for week commencing January 7. Until next week, I'm Graham VK4BB reminding you to always walk softly. This has been the Wireless Institute of Australia with the weekly news service. This broadcast is in text, audio and video and is accessed on wia.org.au.